Welcome to 6-Minute Stories, where you hear the writing of new voices and experienced writers whose submissions appear in the anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Now in Season 8, you will hear stories from our ninth collection, Sooner or Later. Find links to 6-Minute Stories and to the Personal Story Publishing Project at randalljones.com. Everybody loves a good story. We hope you enjoy this one. Life and Desk by Emily Rosen The latest text I received from my friend Arlene was a picture of her pristine desk. This image was in contrast to the previous photos I'd received of important papers, newspaper clippings, candy wrappers, empty coffee cups, half-eaten bagels, single earrings, pen and pencil holders overflowing in and out boxes, and randomly placed currency in varying denominations. Slashed open mail hung around various peripheries like lanterns attempting to illuminate. The rest is a mile-high pile that my need for descriptive brevity also serves your best interest. I met Arlene in 1979 when I was co-founder of the singing telegram company Witty Diddy. This is another story you will want to hear sometime, and she was publisher of an anthology of stories entitled Women Working From Home. She had asked me to contribute an article describing the pros and cons of running such a business, which I was happy to do. My partner and I were living and working out of Westchester County, New York at the time, and we're in our fifties. Do the math. I am now well north of ninety. Arlene and I became good friends, and a major bond that bound us together was our mutual fantasy that owning an incredibly messy desk was some kind of spiritual sign that designated us as members of the Creative Genius class. Through the years, we have exchanged pictures intended to prove that theory, and we have remained rigid in our conviction that chaos and creativity were sacred sisters, and we were therefore not motivated by any activity that empowered us towards cleaning the damn thing. And here, now, with this picture, she threw me a hand grenade as I sighted a six-foot-long naked piece of wood. Naked, I tell you, except for her ever-present desktop computer. At the time, I complimented her with all the happy emojis I could click onto a page and neglected to bother to ask what had triggered her sudden reversal of our 50 years of die-hard adherence to the creative genius aspect of our relationship. When I finally got around to the delicate question of how come we were 1,500 miles distant from each other, her gloved hands deep into the soil of her garden as she picked up her iPhone and kind of spit out the quotidian truth. Oh, well, my desk is in front of a large window now, and when the window had become practically opaque with dirt, I had to figure out a way to get to it. The desk was too heavy to move without relieving it of most of its contents, and so I just made a clean sweep of it and voila! At the other end of the phone, I giggled while visualizing what her act of clean sweeping might have looked like. That's how it happened to Arlene. 
but in my case, an inner voice that for years had whispered assurances to me concerning my own clean deskophobia that sooner or later it would happen to me. Yes, somehow my desk would get cleaned. But here's the point. It has not happened yet, and thus I wait. Indeed, I wait. But think not that my waiting is without effort. Each ascendance into my desk chair brings a flurry of paper piling and shuffling activity, even as I hear the strident voice of my late friend Gladys, who regularly proclaimed in admonishment of my desk mess, Emily, you are only entitled to touch each paper on your desk one time. After that, you must either file it or dump it, and no ifs, ands, or buts. Dear Gladys, I'm glad you can't see it now. I wait in constant anticipation mode. Maybe today I'll do it. To hell with creative genius and all the BS attendant to its mythology. Perhaps a clean desk will foster a cleansing of the cobwebs in my brain. Just do it. But here's the really true truth of the matter. For years, I have intimated in subtle statements to my family, I can't die until I clean my desk, like the choice is mine. Well, of course, loving family that I have, their response has always been, in that case, forget your desk, don't clean it. We tend to avoid such dark conversations among my kin. I am pressed to inject the lightness of being into our dialogue as dutifully I do. Therein lies my conundrum. The status quo of my desk situation thus far remains unchanged. But everybody knows that sooner or later, I too will have a naked desk. Copyright 2023, Emily Rosen. Emily Rosen lives in Boca Raton, Florida, where for over 20 years until her recent 90-something birthday, she instructed classes in memoir writing publishing two anthologies of stories from her classes and the book, Who Am I? For two decades, and until the local weekly newspaper folded in 2021, she wrote the column, Everything's Coming Up Rosen. Her travel and feature articles have appeared nationwide while her poetry languishes in the pages of a fat notebook. She has worked as a copywriter, travel writer, columnist, elementary and community college teacher, mental health counselor, and owner of the now-defunct singing telegram company, Witty Diddy. Her long-lived history puts her at an old Philco radio, listening to FDR's Fireside Chats. Read more of Emily's writings at emilyrosen242.com. Thank you for listening to another 6-Minute Story. You can read them all in the nine anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Find the link to our online store at randalljones.com. That's R-A-N-D-E-L-L-Jones.com. There you can learn about submitting your own story for consideration for our next Personal Story Publishing Project. And remember, everybody loves a good story.